Before I get started, let me say this. This is simply a venting session where I am just going to open the vents up and let the air out and let this thing breathe. If I offend anyone during this session, please charge it to my mouth and not my heart. But I'm not apologizing because if you didn't want to catch this heat, you should have stayed from in front of that vent. I love you all. Thank you. And let's begin. I see a lot of guys on that basketball court. And let me tell you what I know. Who you are on that basketball court is who you are in real life. It doesn't have to be basketball. It can be football. It can be baseball. But whoever you are on that court or that field is who you are in real life. And I see these guys with zero character on the basketball court. And I say to myself, if you're going to cheat in a pickup basketball game, imagine what you're going to do when some real stakes are on the line. Imagine what you're going to do when you really have something to lose. These people get exposed every day. I play with these guys every day. I mean, and these guys just have the lowest character ever. So I know in real life, these guys have the lowest character ever. It is ridiculous. I'm like, it's a pickup game. I always say, listen, how about we do this? Nobody call anything or let's shoot for everything. Nobody ever wants to do that. You know why? Because that would expose everybody for who they really were. Let's shoot for everything or let's not call nothing. If you foul somebody, give them the ball. Like it's simple and it's easy. But guess what? These people have no character. They used to have a saying, there's no honor among thieves. And that's true. There's no honor among jugs. And these guys, I can't even imagine how these guys are. A lot of these guys are husbands. They're, they're fathers. They're, they're grandfathers. They're their their lovers, their boyfriends, their their CEOs, their managers, I mean, their employees. A lot of these guys are in society and I'm like, how do you function at this stage in life with no character? You know how? Because society has been watered down. So now the jug can flourish. Back then, the jug couldn't survive. Back then the jug got his head cut off. The jug got beheaded for making his family look bad, for dishonoring his family, for dishonoring the kingdom, for dishonoring the village. The jug was dealt with swiftly, quickly, without mercy, because that jug was going to cost everybody. And this is what I say, man, character. Character is a man's fate. I tell people, man, don't wish it was easier, but come better. Yeah, I'm venting. Because I get tired. I just want to play basketball. I just want to hoop. I got to deal with people's egos. I got to deal with the fact that people didn't make it in their career in basketball. I got to deal with a depressed home life. I got to deal with all this stuff from these guys and, get, and lack of character. And guess what? I just want to hoop. 
Y'all putting your whole life into this game, and I just want to play basketball. And this game is meaningless. You can win every game at LA Fitness on Monday, and it's forgotten by Tuesday. Who you are on that court is who you are in real life. And if you're suffering out there on that court, you're suffering in real life. This is how this works. If you're a bad person in real life, you're going to be a bad person on the court. So I guess what I'm saying is what you do and how you do it is going to tell me everything. Everything. I just want to hoop. Let's shoot for everything or don't call anything. And if you foul somebody, give them the ball. I was in the game last week and the ref missed the call. I had touched the ball. The ball touched somebody on the other team, didn't touch me, went out of bounds, but the refs didn't see it and gave us the ball. And the other team was getting mad at me because I'm not telling the referee that the ball hit me. I said, these same referees have missed at least 10 foul calls with y'all fouling me this game. Did y'all once turn to the referee and tell them y'all was fouling me? Of course not. Now you want me to be the good guy and tell them the ball went out on me. Of course I won't. It's the referee's job to get the call right, not my job. But for you all to have the audacity to want me to say the ball went out on me when y'all know y'all are fouling me and you're not saying a word, how dare you? But guess what? That's what a lack of character looks like. It's somebody expecting something of you that they would never do. Okay, I'm done. Y'all be blessed. And to my ladies, yes, to my ladies, I have a question. I hear a lot of complaints that women have about men. And I'm just asking myself and scratching my head and and pondering and wondering, do you all know what a good man is? I ask this question because I know women that have been suffering in the dating game for years. And I have to say to myself, at some point in time, you have to look in the mirror and say, you know what, it's me. But I think the real problem is not knowing what a good man is. Do you know what a good man is, honestly? When I talk to women, most women, 99.9% of women out there, think a man is good based on what he does and what he has, not who he is. And when I say who he is, I don't mean title or position, I mean who he is as a person. I know for a fact, if a guy has a good paying job and he's handsome and he has his own crib and his own car and whatever and his stuff is in order, he's going to get 95% of women off that alone. Just that. He could be a scumbag, dirtbag, low character guy, but he's going to get 95% of the women off that alone. Now, I'm not saying they won't wisen up when they see a true character and leave, but I'm saying he will get an opportunity with 95% of the women, maybe even over 95% of the women, if he has those qualifications. Because I see women looking at what a man has and what a man does for a living 
and how a man looks. And all these things are determined whether a man is good or not. And guess what? Those things don't speak to his character. You understand what I'm saying? A man could be a hard worker and still be a scumbag. This is why I recommend that a lot of you women, you all don't date. Don't go on dates. Go somewhere and sit down with a guy and actually interview him. You all can interview each other. You need to sit down and have a list of questions already prepared. He should do the same. And you all should actually get to know each other and even see if it's even a good fit. Before we see the job, before we see the income, before we see the houses and the cars and the status and all that stuff, let's have our questions prepared to ask this person important questions to get the right information to see where their character is at. Because if a relationship is going to be built on something, it's going to be built on character and not finances. I don't care if he can take you to Dubai. Will he cheat and lie? That's the question. I don't care if he can take you to a safari. Is his character terrible and sorry? I don't know why I'm rhyming. I just wanted to rhyme. But I'm just telling you all to look at the man's character. A lot of you all, I don't have any sympathy for you because you've been in the game long enough to know this. You've been in the game long enough to know that that guy is not the guy for you. And that type of guy is not the guy for you. And that guy over there is not the type for you. You know this. But what you're hoping is, you're hoping if I roll the dice, I won't crap out. And to me, a lot of women are dating off of hope and not off of strategy, not off of a plan that requires execution. It's just off of hope. I hope this guy is the one. I hope he won't do me wrong. I hope he's not like the rest. I heard Wendy Williams give a young lady on her show the worst advice ever. She said, you have to go through a bunch of frogs to get through a prince. In what world does that make sense? If you keep kissing frogs, you're going to get warts around your mouth. And personally, I'm going to think it's cold sores. So I ain't going to kiss you. But my point is, going through frogs is not how you find a prince. You find a prince by avoiding frogs and preserving yourself for a prince. That's how you get a prince. In all the fairy tales, all the women had one thing in common. They were not out in them streets. They were not influenced by the world. Some of them were asleep. Some of them was locked away. Some of them were maids and servants. Some of them were working with dwarves, doing community service. But my point is, they were not in them streets. And that's all the fairy tales that you all love. This is part one. Ladies, I just want to tell you that you are worth more than you think you're worth. You don't have to settle. I see women settling all the time. I'm like, you don't have to settle. But what you have to do is know your worth. Because if you know your worth, then your actions will follow that. And a lot of you all are operating from a low worth standpoint. The way you talk, the way you move, it's all a reflection of how you feel about yourself. And listen, I'm not absolving these men. 
A lot of these guys out here are scumbags. They have low character. They're not kings. They're not honorable. I'm telling you, I know. I'm just telling you all to not give them a chance. I talk to these guys every day. And most of these guys' motivations and actions are done for women. A lot of the stuff that men do is done for you all. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, how can we help the situation? Maybe if I go to the source. If women decide tomorrow that all these jugs are no longer necessary or are no longer acceptable, I guarantee men will change immediately. Back in the day, it was raining outside. There was a puddle on the ground. A guy would use his jacket as an umbrella or as a, a, a rug over the water. A hovercraft, I guess. I don't know. That was back in the day. Back in the day, a lady would drop that handkerchief, you know, on the plantation. Mary Lou would drop that handkerchief and old Buck would see it and grab it. And she would come down and get it from old Buck. She know she wanted old Buck. She just wanted to get close to Buck. She's wanting to see Buck, smell Buck. You know why? Buck will risk it all to get that handkerchief. Because at the core of a man, his existence is still a man. He might trick himself. He might lie to himself. He might go against everything in him to be something else. But his core existence is a man. And so he's going to respond to a woman. I'm getting off track. I just want you all to value yourself enough to make the tough decision. No more dating. No more going out. No more giving your time, energy, and and birthright to these jugs. Leave these low-character men alone, because what happens is you mess with enough of them, they're going to drain you dry. It's like a vampire sucking the life out of you. They're going to drain you dry. Or convert you, turn you into a vampire. Just like them, because you're going to be so scorned and hurt. So I just want you all to value yourself enough to make that tough decision. I don't care how much money he has. The money won't matter in the end, because in the end, it ain't about money. Money is not going to guarantee you happiness. Somebody said uh, money can't buy you love. Yeah, money can buy you love. I believe it can buy you love, but it can't buy you happiness, and that's the trick. So if you got love without happiness, you're still miserable. You can be happy and without love, and you probably do all right. But you can't have love and not have happiness. The key is happiness. That's why they say the pursuit of happiness. Because that's the main thing. If you put anything in front of your happiness, it's not going to work. So I'm telling you all now to stop settling. I see you all settling, going to them dating sites, them match.coms and all that. Listen, man. Y'all are settling. You're taking the easy way out. The best way for a queen to get a king is to be a queen. The best way for a good woman to get a good man is just to be a good woman. And when you get that good man, put him first. You put that good man first, and I guarantee he's going to give you the universe. I love you all. A lot of y'all say I'm bashing. It's part of my venting, too. A lot of y'all say I'm bashing, but... I just want y'all to have the best life possible because I can see it. I hear the horror stories. Women telling me they're crying as they're walking down the aisle. People say, oh, that's so beautiful. She's so happy. No, nah, that ain't why she's crying. She's crying because she's about to walk off that cliff. She's on the plank, and the water below her is shark infested. 
and they got a sword poking her in her back, telling her she got to jump. That's why she's crying. It's not because of happiness or love. She about to be miserable for the rest of her life. And most of the time, they end up getting a divorce. We know how this story ends. I just want the best for y'all. So make the right choice and love yourself and leave them jugs alone. I'm going to talk to some of you all and I'm not going to name any names. I'm just going to talk. And if you think this applies to you, then it does. And if you think it doesn't, still probably does. You married that woman and you thought you were going to get over. You thought because you married that woman that everything was going to work out. You thought because you married her, everything was going to work out. Because you thought you married something that was more grand than it really was. I'm not saying she's a bad woman. I'm not saying you're a bad guy. I'm just saying the cat's out the bag now. You see everything for what it is. And now you're miserable. But let me tell you something. This story can still end in redemption. It's not over for you. Get on your hands and knees. Matter of fact, lay prostrate on the ground. Take all your clothes off and get naked like David on the ground and pray to God and ask God for forgiveness. And ask God to give you the strength to have made a bad choice in life and made a bad decision in life, but to give you the strength to still be a great man. Because guess what? You still are a great man. You're just suffering from that jug virus. Pick your head up and start acting like a king and make the best out of what you have right now. And I guarantee if you get in your rightful state of mind, which is a king's state of mind, you get in your right position and not feel upset with your life, like you made a mistake, I guarantee everything will change. She will change the household will change. The family will change. Everything will change once you change your mindset. But you can't cry over spilt milk. And in your case, you're you crying over spoiled spilt milk. Think like a king. Don't be safe. Be great. Now listen, I know what you thought you was going to do. This is somebody else. I know you thought that you was going to hop on one of them sites and find somebody and be happily ever after. But I guarantee, deep down inside, your idea and your fantasy and your dream of what you wanted is not this. And all you did was convince yourself that what you wanted was too far-fetched. Ain't that crazy? Somebody will have a dream and then talk themselves out of their dream. Or let people talk them out of their dream. Or let life convince them that reaching their dreams is too difficult. Achieving their goals in life is too difficult. So I know what you did. You looked at that road and you saw it long. You saw it treacherous. And you know what you did? You threw the towel in. You said, I'm going to just go ahead and settle for this so I can get this. That's not how that worked. Like I said before, if you put anything in front of happiness, you will be miserable for the rest of your life. I'm telling you what I know. 
you can't put nothing in front of happiness. And you're thinking, when I get married and I have this kid, it'll all make sense to me. It'll all, life will be better. It won't. It's going to be more torture. It's going to be more torturous because you know the truth. And you know deep down inside, this is not what you wanted. He is not what you wanted. What I'm telling you is that as a woman, you got to have the most faith. You got to have the most vision. You know why? Because you're attaching yourself to a man that's going to potentially lead you. So you got to be able to see more than a man can even see. You got to have the most faith. I know what you did though. You looked down at that road and you saw that fork and you said, nah, one way looked treacherous and the other way looked worse. You threw the towel in. But guess what? I don't feel sorry for you. Because when it came to corporate America, you was willing to fight. When it came to getting that college degree, you was willing to fight. When it came, when it came to getting that house and them cars and reaching them goals, you was willing to put your best foot forward. But when it came to getting the king, you said, nah, that's too difficult. So I don't feel sorry for you. But what I want you to do is pray and say, Lord, give me the strength to be the woman that can make the tough decision. Give me the strength to be the woman that the type of man I want is going to want. How about this? Lord, I'm not going to bother you. I'm just going to be better because I can be better. One other person I'm thinking about. Listen, you got it all figured out. But yet, you're still stuck in the same position. You're not about to finesse your way into greatness. Trust me, you're going to have to earn it. You want to be successful so bad. You want to be in the limelight so bad. You want to be famous so bad. You want to do all these things so bad. But without the character, how can you sustain it? You're not going to be able to finesse your way into greatness. You're going to have to be a good person. You're going to have to have some faith. You're going to have to have some character. You're going from person to person. From this person with talent to this person with talent, this person with talent. You're like a talent leech. Trying to get something you can come up. It's not going to work. It's never going to work. You're going to have to ask God, God, what do you want me to do? And while you're waiting for an answer, do what you've been doing. Do it to the best of your ability. Keep doing what you're doing in the meantime, you're waiting for the answer. But do it right, though. So whatever passion you got, do it right. You're not going to finesse your way into greatness. It's not going to happen. You can go from person to person to person to person, and you're going to find yourself in the same position this time next year because your intentions are wrong. You're going to have to earn it. But you can because you are great, because God made you. And everybody I'm talking about right now, everybody I mentioned right now, you are great and you can do it because God loves you and God made you great. So I'm here to encourage you, but also open this vent. Wait for it. Free Blanche. Get money. I'm just finding my way on these podcasts, and I wanted to vent today, but I also want to, whatever I'm doing, I put my best foot forward. 
I'm not going to cheat God. I'm not going to cheat myself. I'm going to put my best foot forward. So I'm going to try to be groundbreaking and innovative the best way I know how. I'm going to try to step outside the box and also stand on top of the dirty soap box. I got a friend of mine. He's making great strides on his podcast and being an inspiration for me. And it's just giving me hope, not just with podcasts, but in life, you know, finding your groove and finding your niche and just hitting your stride. But that only happens by us trying. And when we're trying, putting our best foot forward. So I want you all to be encouraged today. I want you all to believe that impossible is not impossible. You can do whatever you want to do. You can be whoever you want to be. And guess what? Each day is a new day. And I just want you all to believe in that. So I want to thank you all for listening. I love you all. And wait for it. Free Blanche, get money.